2: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Happy Monday. Happy Mailbag Monday. We're presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get those two risk free bets up to $2,000. But don't forget, make a $50 or more first time deposit and you'll receive a free CHGO membership. That unlocks all of our great web content and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. I'm Jay Zawoski. Greg Boyson, Mario Tirabas here with me as well. Good morning, fellas. Happy Mailbag Monday. Big show today. We're going to obviously recap uh, the Stanley Cup Finals so far, which has been a bit surprising. Kind of awesome at the same time. Game one of the Calder Cup Finals was covered by Greg last night. Uh, Mailbag Monday, of course. But right out of the gate, we're pleased to be joined by Turner Sports uh, studio host, uh, kind of jack of all trades, Liam McHugh. Thanks for jumping on, man. We appreciate it. Uh, I think officially the biggest name we've had so far since Derek King is not the official head coach yet. Yes. And <laughs> not, well, yeah, yet. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Uh, that's a little sad for you guys. Uh, this is the biggest <laughs> name. I uh, thanks for having me on. It's a great introduction. I'll take it, but uh, aim higher.
2: So. <laughs> yeah, you know, we will, you know, Derek King was interim head coach right there. So I think that we'll notch you slightly above an interim NHL head coach. <laughs> but once if the title changes, you're, you're bumped back down, Liam. I'm sorry. I understand what it is. It's we just got to be honest. You know, we, we, we need the people to trust us. Um, let's start with the Stanley Cup final. Uh, can Colorado be stopped? They are just uh, I've been so impressed with how hungry they look and how poised they look. They look like the team that has won back-to-back Stanley Cups.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I picked Tampa Bay in seven, so uh, that meant Colorado had to win three games. So, you know, we're good there. We're good. We've got (laughs) two games for Colorado already. That's a good start. Uh, You're right, though. I mean, we know they're fast. We know they're athletic. uh, And that's when they use that pace, They can give anyone problems. And Kale McCarr is something we haven't seen before, not at this level. A a D-man who you have to really rearrange your entire game plan around. Uh, That being said, I mean, this looks like a team that's facing elimination sometimes, Colorado. Like, they play with that sort of energy and and, uh, that desperation. Tampa Bay has a way of changing things, right? Changing narratives. That's why they're back-to-back champs. It feels like they could get a win here, but it doesn't feel like they can get back in this series. It was so overwhelming. Uh, this is not being down a couple games to the Rangers and then down 2 nothing in game three. Uh, this feels very different. Uh, it also feels different because Vasilevsky looked human, and we're used to him being Superman, right? And if he can't be basically prime Dominic Hasek out there, it feels like they can't steal a game, so I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm extremely impressed with what Colorado has done, and it does feel, in many ways, guys, like all the pressure kind of seeped off them. They got over that hump, and now they're ready to roll and they're ready to start things here. And you know this this is their step dethroning this team. It looks like they're on their way.
0: Speaking of Andre Vasilevsky, I mean it's hard to argue he's the best goalie in the world for the last five six seasons what we saw in game two was I I don't even have a word for it. Were you surprised John Cooper didn't rest him in that third period? I mean, I think that was kind of the goal. I know he said previously, I don't like to pull goalies, but maybe that was the time to do it.
1: Yeah. And I I love John Cooper. I think he's the best coach in the league, but uh, his, his war on rest is, uh, is interesting. (laughs) Like he just does not go that route. And I know that I'm sure part of that is just conversations with his goalie. And, He's his goalie doesn't want to do that, but I also heard people say like, you know, listen, it sends a message to the team that this is over. Look, seven nothing sends a message to the team. Yeah, that's right. the message, yeah. right? Like the pulling yeah. the goalie is really not the message. Like, I I would have rested him, uh, but I'm also listen, I, I'm I'm not interim head coach or a regular head coach. <laughs> I am a, a guest here who you know has his opinions, and John Cooper knows a hell of a lot more about his team than I do. So. Uh, and I don't think it's going to affect Vasilevsky going forward. I still would arrest him. I just I would have probably just like him to be off the ice, see the pace of the game, see the game unfold from a different angle. I, I just I kind of like that. I think it's worth it's it's worth any player who's having a horrible night to be able to do that. You know, take a step back and reset. Uh, it, it's it doesn't feel like there are answers there. Tampa Bay. I know they're they're usually strong defensively. They're very good at home. But then I look at the other side. Colorado doesn't lose on the road. Doesn't lose on the road. So Vasilevsky, and, and the thing is, I went into this picking game seven and picking Tampa Bay in seven because I thought the difference in net was massive. And it should be massive because Darcy Kemper is a nice goalie who has struggled at times during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Andre Vasilevsky is, I think, one of the top four goalies of all time. So... I mean, you're never out of it with them, oh. but I don't know. It, it didn't look like he had any answers the other night.
0: It's hard to take advantage of that goalie difference when you don't get any shots on goal, you know, <laughs> or have the puck yeah. at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, they, they didn't. It, it felt like a, it didn't. It felt like a 60-minute power play. It, it really did. And every single time the Lightning got the puck, it was like, all right, dump it out, and boom, it was right back. Colorado had it, and they're coming in with speed, and, and uh, the Lightning are just trying to catch their breath and recover. Uh no, it was overwhelming, and it is one game. And you could say like, "Hey, well, you know, we'll tear it up, we'll throw it out," uh, but it leaves a mark. It, it definitely does. Uh, and I think you got to get off to a good start. You got to get your crowd into it. All the cliches out there, right? It's <laughs> you got to get pucks on net. But the truth is, you have to. I mean, it's Darcy Kemper. You've got to get shots on him because there's a chance that Darcy Kemper is not going to be able to make these saves. He's, he's shown some moments in this playoffs where he has looked really shaky, so I think you're in it to get a couple games here. I don't think you're in it to win it to this point, but who knows? I mean, I've been wrong about a lot of things. I already said Vasilevsky <laughs> was going to be the difference, and that they win in seven. I'm not feeling so good about those. Things.
3: Well, I know the, the the lead up throughout the playoffs. I think a lot of people were were hoping to see a f- Cup final like this, where you know you get Tampa and you get Colorado, where you know maybe the records don't indicate it but what you watch on TV what you what you see on the ice these were two of the best teams in the league in in both conferences no matter what and just speaking from like a broadcasting standpoint like is that something that that you know it, someone in your position or, or, or in that broadcasting position that you're just Pulling for not only the the best match, are you, are you pulling for the best matchup of teams, or are you pulling for, for the mass, best matchup of storyline? Because if you had a team that upset the the lightning on the way, you know to the cup final, you say, wow, they dethroned the defending champ, and you know now they're in this position. Or is it more or less? You just want to see the best hockey possible.
1: I, I, listen, I, I definitely want to see the most aesthetically pleasing hockey which I think I was pumped when we got the Western Conference Final instead of the Eastern Conference Final um, because I wanted to see a track meet, and it didn't play out quite the way I expected because the way McDavid was playing at that point, I thought he could carry his team to a couple wins. Uh, but it was still – it was an 8-6 in game one. You know, We got that track meet atmosphere, and, and that's what I want to see. But I also want to see storylines. Uh, I really do. And this is the best storyline because this is the team that, for the past couple of years, was anointed the next team. Uh, they were the favorite to win the cup last year at the start of the season. They were the favorite when they entered the postseason. Then they entered the regular season this year. Same thing odds on the favorite. But I, I go back to Tampa Bay when uh, in 2015 against the Blackhawks, it really felt like Tampa Bay was the next team and they were playing the current team. Uh, and those. Timelines didn't align perfectly because it took Tampa Bay, obviously, a few years to get over the hump. They got swept by Columbus. And then since then, they haven't lost in the playoffs. Uh, but it did feel very much like current versus next. This is current, but still great at this time versus next and a little bit overdue. So the pressure is rising. And, and I so I, I think it's an even better storyline. Because you have a guy, Nathan McKinnon, who exited the playoffs last year with that, you know, famous, like, I'm going into my ninth year and I have one bleep, right? Like, he's hard on himself the way McDavid's hard on himself. He wants to be considered one of the greats of all time. He knows he has to win. Now he gets to do it against Tampa Bay. Um, I I don't know. I I love that. I do root for that. Uh, And uh, I don't root for teams. Uh, I've said I, I literally hate everyone else's favorite team. That's that's how I keep it even. Um, if you have a favorite team, I hate them. Uh, I just want good stories and, you know, compelling drama.
2: Well, that leads us nicely to the Turner aspect of the conversation. We spent a lot of our time uh, during and postseason talking about the new broadcast years with ESPN and Turner, and uh, I, I think ESPN put a note out that the Stanley Cup Finals are up like 160%, 160% of viewership, 160%, something like that, yeah. And uh, the Turner numbers were great, too, and Whenever we get in these conversations, everyone seems to agree that you guys at Turner have the best thing going in terms of production. The studio show is really great. Um, you're a guy who saw it go from NBC to Turner and ESPN. And look, I'm not I'm not asking you to burn a bridge or anything. But what do you think the difference has been um, from the jump from NBC to, to to Turner that has made the made it such a, a more appealing broadcast for the viewers? No, I,
1: listen, I, I had a great run at NBC. Um, and actually, if you go back to the ratings, ratings are always misleading, right? I mean, you better outrate the last couple of years in the bubble because um, yeah. uh, yeah. anyone who was just an average sports fan who turned those on. It's a zero atmosphere was like, yeah, I, 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 I get it. Uh, but I would say that we were definitely a, a much more like news oriented, uh, straightforward approach to bringing hockey. We did a good job of it, you know, and uh, we had some people who were calling games at NBC who were phenomenal. We had the greatest of all time in Doc Emmerich, yeah. right? And he, he and Ed so for years, you know, it was such an amazing com- uh, combination. Um, Turner, I, I just, I think the vibe fit me a lot better. I mean, it was something that's, you know, really throughout my career, I, I wanted to do something that was a little bit more entertainment based along with uh, bringing in the hardcore hockey fan and hardcore sports fan. Uh, Something that can balance both those things, which isn't always easy. Uh, And Turner wants that. That's the vibe they're looking for. You know, they like the idea that, hey, we have this map. We have a plan to do a show, uh, but it's loose. And if something happens during the show and that conversation, which is way off the mark, happens to be a little bit more intriguing, a little more interesting or just a bit stranger and you want to stay there for a while, (laughs) just stay there. And they give you that freedom, which is cool. I love that. Um, And with our show, that's. Like, we're off the rails a lot. I mean, you know, I ask Biz, like, lay up questions. Or, you know, I'm lobbing it up for a dunk. And I don't know where he's going with an answer. Because Biz doesn't know where he's going until the words are, like, already out of his mouth. So, it, it's it, it's a good idea. It's, a, it's something every – listen, everyone would love to do what the NBA does at, at Turner. Right? right? Everyone sort of, hey, we'd love to capture that. Um, they never put pressure on us to do that. They just said, hey uh, – we wanted to see what the chemistry is like between you guys and if the chemistry is good. Try to bring your off camera conversations on the camera as closely as possible. Uh, probably don't curse as often. Um, again, biz struggles with that on occasion, but it's authentic. Right. (laughs) Uh, And I think that's, yeah, there it is. I mean, like that's the cool thing about this show. Like we take, I think the best part is, is we take hockey very seriously, take our job seriously, do not take ourselves seriously and to have that while also having the greatest player of all time Wayne Gretzky on the panel and buying into it. mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a special thing. And I think, you know, right away when Gretzky came on, he was willing to chirp and be chirped. It it changed the whole dynamic of the show.
3: Yeah. I I always remember watching the, uh, the, the first broadcast, uh, of once, uh, the NHL was on TNT and having Wayne Gretzky on there and, and really feeling like, wow, this is not the, the version of Wayne Gretzky I was expecting because in the past, it, was just, it just kind of felt like he was a little bit, you know, buttoned up a little, you know, he's got to be Wayne Gretzky, you know, greatest player of all time. But it definitely felt like once, you know, once he was on that panel, it really seemed like he, it was just a different side of him. It was just, he was just more open, more, you know, one of the guys and not necessarily like... On a pedestal on the panel
1: yeah i think that was that was the cool thing for me i had uh you know we done some like chemistry tests over the summer you know, got on the set with guys and talked and and i didn't know biz well but like we kind of vibed immediately and i knew he'd be great on live tv and he, he's obviously exceptional at and, and talk i love because there's a rawness to him you know and there's still that coach and there's still that guy who you know, as much as he loves, like, Trevor Zegers and the lob pass and the Michigan, he also knows, like, if Trevor Zegers came around the net while I was playing, like, he should keep <laughs> his head up. Um, you know, and I love that. Like, you were going to get both sides of that. And Anson and I have worked for years, and there was a trust and a chemistry there. Uh, Gretzky, to me, was the wild card because, first off, the name is there, and uh, there's a reverence And I'd only met him once we were on set together at a Stanley cup final, but you know, it's like the league walks in and there are five handlers around and Gretzky's there and he's, (laughs) he's very good, but he's very diplomatic. And I'm sitting here going, he doesn't need this. (laughs) Like he could be here five minutes and decide this is nonsense. Like, I don't, you know, why would I want to be a part of this? Uh, but instead, like, he was willing to just, you know, let go and let loose a little bit and, the fact that you know we're able to poke fun at him uh and he's cool with it and he gives it right back but also that he got comfortable enough that you know when serious topics were were out there he didn't want to shy away either and i thought that was really great because you know we did one of our outdoor games we we're in studio for it because we didn't travel because of covid but uh obviously it's a bigger audience and it's a long pregame, and uh dominic kashik actually bringing him up, him up again, uh, had tweeted out something about Alexander Ovechkin and, uh, you know, it was sort of, you know, uh, a player who hadn't disavowed Putin and, you know, he had mm-hmm. been all over him and we needed to cover it. We needed to, you know, run that tweet, talk about it and talk about the entire situation with, as it relates to hockey, you know, Ukraine, Russia, it relates to the NHL players. And Gretzky came to me before the show and asked me, he's like, are we going to do this? And I said, we're going to do it in some way. We're not sure how. He goes, he goes good, because I, I have things to say. I, I want to say them. I feel that's really important. And I, I was surprised by that because, you know, it's not why you get into the job, but he felt strongly about it, and it was not hockey-related, and he knew it was going to make headlines. And he came to me, and he came to our producer, and we got on the air, and he was great.
3: Was that um... – was that kind of the same process? Because I know it was a big deal that he addressed uh, the situation between the Blackhawks and, and Kyle Beach and everything. Was that part of that process as well that, you know, he kind of took the, the step to say, hey, I want to say something about this?
1: Yeah, you know, that was even uh, a little bit more organic where we knew, you know, things happened that that day, right? Uh, yeah. That was a quick turnaround news-wise. It happened while we were on the air, actually. And, uh, you know, we allowed everybody to sort of digest what had occurred. And said we're going to come out we're going to address this and he had not voiced that opinion to me until he did it on the air and sometimes and i think it's great and i think it's something that turner does really well is in many ways like we're not over prepping for things we want you to know the news behind something but no one's looking for you to write something out and carve it up and edit it uh, uh, these are former players they're former coaches you want them to speak from the heart. And on occasion, will it not be that eloquent? Uh, yeah, that's just the way it works. But it's going to mean more if it's not something that's rehearsed and it's something that's honest and genuine. And that's what that night was. And it was powerful because of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, fans can see through uh, rehearsed opinions and, and you know scripted disagreements and things like that. And, and I think especially with Gretzky, That was sort of my, you know, when the hire was made, it's like, of course, you're going to try to get Wayne Gretzky, the biggest name in the business, but is he actually going to say anything? And when he, those two specific items we just spoke about, um, he really stepped up and he, that's a guy who doesn't have to do that. Like you said, he can just sit there quietly and opt out and nod along or shake his head or whatever, but he, the fact, I love Liam that he went to you and said, I have something to say. And that's something that hockey fans have not seen from Wayne Gretzky really ever. So I'm glad he's feeling empowered, and, and even beyond empowered, almost like a duty to talk about these things as the, you know, ambassador of the game. That guy is the best player to ever do it, and his opinion matters. And when he has opinions, people listen. And I think he's he's starting to realize that.
1: Yeah, it, it really it was a big moment for our group, you know. And, and Gretzky wasn't in every week. Um, you know, at that point, you know, uh, he obviously had spurts where he was in a lot. And he, let's face it, when he got the job, you know, the, the immediate comparison, since everything gets compared to the NBA show on, on TNT, inside the NBA, was that, oh, they got their Barkley. And it's like, well, he's in no way Barkley. You know, they're very different human beings, very different personalities. Nobody's Barkley. And no one's going to try to be Barkley. Uh, but you know what? Those guys on that show uh, don't shy away from their opinions about things that are not basketball related. You know and i don't think it's our intention to go out of our way right to bring up those mm-hmm. things uh, you know we're not looking for that i think it's doesn't it relate to the game is it what people are talking about right now is it what we were talking about before we went on the air because if it is why would we not talk about it when we're on there and that's where this show has gone i mean it, you know and and it goes from the serious to uh the silly you know like we had uh got a game I'm thinking of during the playoffs, they all sort of bleed together was, you know, it was the Tampa Bay game where there were like three reviews in one period. And it felt like it took like an hour and a half to play. And we were watching it. All we did was show reactions from the fans about reviews for like the entire intermission and like laugh at the people's faces. Cause you know, yeah. like that's all we talked about because that's all anyone was talking about at that point. So it's, I, I think that's, that's kind of the cool thing where it's not like, all right, let's break down this video or let's stick to this. It's, You know, does this matter? Does this resonate? Uh, Do you feel strongly about it, too? And I mean, there are times we haven't talked about things because I brought it up and I've said, hey, you know, I feel strongly about this, but this is not a one person show. And other guys have said, you know what? Like, we may revisit that. I don't have a really strong opinion on that right now. And I would or I want to know more about it. And I think that's nice, too, where we're not putting people out there to talk about something where they don't feel that they can or that they're educated on the subject.
0: We talk about panel members, and we're going to kind of tie it in vaguely to the Blackhawks here, but the Blackhawks are a team looking for a new coach. You got a guy on your panel, Rick Tockett. His name pops up a lot in coach. Not necessarily tied to the Blackhawks, but his name has been coming up a lot for any team looking for a coach. Hypothetically, if Mm -hmm. the Blackhawks (laughs) were to hire a guy like Rick Tockett, what would he bring to any team? that hires him as a head coach for the upcoming season. If that actually happens.
1: Well, I I think he brings, uh, accountability, but not like iron fisted accountability, not this and and not a, not necessarily like, Hey, let's go to the media and tell everybody how accountable everyone's going to be, you know, Mm -hmm. just more behind the scenes, a day in day out. We're here to work. We're here to get it done. Um, But I also think he's a guy who understands the old game and the new players. And to me, it's a a difficult bridge to have where you have to be able to play hard, you have to be accountable, you have to be willing to work every day, but he also knows how to communicate with younger guys. Uh, And it it is different. It it just, it has to be. And there has to be a bit of a two-way street and you have to learn from young players. He's got that. He, He really does. And I think he also really understands that you got to play to the strengths of your team and you may have a system you may have a way of doing things but you have got to find the best way for that individual team to win and and i i think he's a great communicator he's a person who has strong beliefs but is open to uh you know diverse ideas and i think you have to be that guy in, in modern sports and that being said if you could delete all this because I don't want him to leave the panel, and I don't want people to think he's a good coach. So if you could only run the bite that Rick talking shouldn't get a job and be he should be back on TV, that'd be great.
3: So perfect.
2: perfect. Well, you know, if Rick takes a job, Jeremy Calton's always available to join the panel for you guys. Yeah, you and could bring him in. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would be a lot of fun. I
1: have his people call my people. <laughs> fit right in.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: before we let you go, I just kind of want to get your your thought on the Hawks in general. Um, Kyle Davidson takes over as GM and we've the last two weeks basically we spent talking about are they are are they not going to trade Alex to Brinkett from a distance what's your impression Ben, of uh the Hawks in the in the post Stan Bowman era uh
1: it's it's been a bizarre obviously and at times very uh sad and very uh you know uh depressing year for the Blackhawks um for yep. many reasons uh Uh, Not to mention, you know, I think if you do just focus on the ice right now, I think all of us kind of got fooled in the hype train that, you know, you're bringing some names and you're getting guys back and like, hey, let's run. You know, maybe maybe we can make a run here. And I I feel like I was definitely one of those people who fell in love with the idea of the Blackhawks this season Uh, that obviously did not work. And I I think I like the more upfront approach of like this is a rebuild, you know, and this is the way it's got to be. And it's just difficult because you're dealing with legends. You're dealing with no trade clauses. And this to brink it thing that I've been following, too, is just uh, when when you stare at it and you stare at a 24-year-old who's scoring 40 goals a season <laughs> and you're thinking of trading him. And I get that the pieces you could get back are amazing, but they're, un, they're question marks. He's not. He is a 24-year-old who is one of the elite goal scorers in the world. And my feeling is if you're going to rebuild, he'd be someone you'd want to rebuild around. So, you know, not to mention, if I'm a Blackhawks fan and I want to come to the rink next year, I want to see Debrinket because I want to see a guy who can score goals. I also think you're going to make Patrick Kane's life, you know, and his decision's a lot different if you keep Debrinket the there. I don't know. Uh, I always like the known over the unknown. Uh, and it sounds like right now there's a ton of unknowns. And, it, 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 you know, depending on who you read and who you believe, it sounds like Debrinket's halfway out the door. Uh, but, uh, I think, you know, if I was running the Blackhawks already, if I was coaching the lightning, um, we, I'd have flipped that whole series. So we figured that out. Now, if I was running the Blackhawks, I, I don't know, I'd have a hard time dealing with 24 year old who's scoring 40 a year. Well, you're not alone.
0: Well, it's certainly giving us a lot oh. to talk about, uh, <laughs> over the next few weeks. You know, we thought this was going to be a, uh, not a lot. We're gonna struggle for topics in the offseason, but that appears not to be the case. Not the case.
1: No, no. <laughs> You'll have plenty. Yeah.
2: Just so you know, the official stance of the CHGL Blackhawks podcast is keep him unless the trade ruins another franchise. That's it. Like if <laughs> nice. you know, like that. I think
1: that's that's the perfect way of phrasing. it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's it.
2: <laughs> that's kind of where we're going, Liam. That's you've been so generous with your time, man. We greatly appreciate it. Everybody, make sure you're following Liam on Twitter at Liam underscore McHugh. Uh, He's the best. He is the man who is running the power play on the Turner Sports broadcast, and it's been a fine, great year one, and can't wait to see what's up next for Turner as this thing goes on. Uh, We're all very happy with the broadcast and uh, thrilled you could join us. So thank you.
1: Really appreciate it. Thanks so so much, guys.
2: All right, Liam, take care, man. Thank you so much. That was great. Hope everybody enjoyed that. I know we got a lot of people viewing on YouTube right now, which we appreciate uh great liam was super generous with this time just so everybody knows like he connected 10 minutes early yeah he's been with us for almost 40 minutes so uh awesome guy and, thanks for doing and He that, was liam. literally
0: like a uh it wasn't like something we had to go through a bunch of people you yeah DM'd him on twitter like hey you want to do our show yeah sure. that's the <laughs> old the old radio producer in me <laughs> is like great. "Ooh, this
2: guy would be a good guest and he's currently active on twitter let me slide in and he's like <laughs> boom right back no problem. There texted him yesterday to remind him. Yep, I'm ready to go. Just send me the yeah, info. Great. Uh, awesome.
0: Great stuff. Well, so hopefully we can uh, keep that channel of communication open throughout next season as
2: well. That'd and we, and if uh, and if Rick Tockett's named Blackhawks coach. <laughs> we have a connection that we can, uh, that we can do. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Okay. All
0: right. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. Hey, Rick Dockett just may not want to watch any of our past episodes. <laughs> we talked about them. Flores, just
2: that delete that. all those. <laughs> yeah. If that happens, yeah, well, just like, well, I don't know well, what happened. When you delete something deleting.
0: from the internet, it goes away forever, right? Yeah. While you're deleting
3: so. Liam's, Liam's answer, you can delete all the other things we said about Rick Dockett, too. <laughs> all
2: right. Well, the best way for everybody to keep supporting CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. Do that right now, you'll get two risk free bets up to two grand. But that's not all. Make a $50 or more first time deposit, and you're going to get a free CHGO membership. What do you get with that? All of our great web content, a free t shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker, access to our Discord channel, which has been really active during the Cup Final, will continue to be. Uh, So, two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, a free t shirt like mine from the CHGO Locker, all for making a $50 or more first time deposit at points bet. It's your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better. See an edge in a game you're watching? Is your favorite team primed for a comeback? Don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash-outs. See why consumers say PointsBet has been the fastest with their live bets. Follow along with your bets from the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long. And remember, you can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start. To finish, make sure when you do, you use that code CHGO. Look, I got so a full screen. That there is a go. nice full Perfect. screen. Beautiful. There's a nice hockey stick in there. That is beautiful. I really yeah. love it. Lawrence, good work putting it is that an together. looking hockey stick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good, good. Yeah, I, li- I like that you found well, Stan Makita's grandfather's <laughs> stick and put it on the screen. It's not even curved. <laughs> very, very good. I did not create this. <laughs> so once it's the game up. starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points. Bet if you have. If you, if you, let me start this over. The points bet script has changed. I'm all thrown off by the graphics. I'm yeah. too excited. I got to slow it down. He's trying to
3: Wait, place she, bets as he's reading at the same time. If Wait, you hard.
2: or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Wait, don't you see my other full screen I have for points bet? Oh wow! Do you have an Owen full do you screen? Have an Owen full screen. I do uh, not. You have my the, face. By the way, these were superimposed. These oh. were sent to me. I did not create these. Take uh, the credit. We knew that. Uh, we yeah. were just trying to give you the, well, un, I, I, the, the uh, unearned yeah. credit. You were making I fun mean, of the, the hockey sticks. so I didn't want I just to make a it, noise. We're, we're trying
0: to pump your time from definitely, when your contract is due, and you need that big raise.
2: Yeah. True. See that, true. that
0: points back graphic.
3: Okay. All right. Well, we'll see if he's got an Owen graphic because uh, we are also brought to you by Owen O W Y N, standing for Only What You Need. They've. Uh, Been jumping on and and helping us out here at CHGO Sports. And they can help you out as a 100% plant-based protein shake. Gives you the nutrition that works just as hard as you do. All of Owen's products are free of artificial ingredients. They are allergen-friendly. They contain no gluten or dairy and are easily digestible. You may have heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields who follows a plant-based diet. And right now, Owen and CHGO are partnering up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off of your first purchase at liveowen.com. All you gotta do is use the code CHGO20. Uh, I myself try and cut out as much gluten and dairy as possible. Um, That is sometimes easier said than done. But with Owen, uh, it's a way to get the protein that I need because I am getting back into working out. Uh, and it's been it's been working out pretty good for me. So get yourself some Owen, uh, like myself, and Justin Fields. Uh, that's Owen, O-W-Y-N, only what you need.
2: All right, a couple little news items here before we get to uh, Greg's Calder Cup Game 1 recap. Uh, the Del- This is from Pierre Lebrun. The Dallas Stars and Peter DeBoer are working on a four-year deal worth north of $4 million per season. Not signed yet, but that's where it's headed. So it looks like Pete DeBoer will be the new Dallas Stars coach. Uh, Braden Point will be a game-time decision for Game 3. Nazem Kadri and uh, Burakovsky are still day-to-day for the Avalanche. So there's your little bit of uh, hockey news updates as we go. And a couple people talking about it in the chat, uh, complimenting our interview with Liam. Friday, we talked to Blackhawks prospect uh, uh, Jalen Lipin, and it was outstanding. It was a really good interview from a kid who I didn't really – You never know what to expect when you talk to a hockey player in general, let let alone one who hasn't had, like, NHL media training. A 19-year-old kid. 19 years old. Um, Talking about how they're the old team. The Oil Kings are the old men. Bunch of 19-
3: and 20-year-old old (laughs) old guys.
2: But uh, Mario asked about playing with Luke Prokop. And if you don't know, Luke is a prospect who came out uh, last year and really liked uh, Lipen's uh, response to that. So go back and listen to Friday's episode if you missed it. Uh, lots of good interviews in there. So um, yeah, it was. It's yeah. been it's been a good couple of shows here. So like Greg said to Liam, like we thought we weren't gonna have a ton to do this off season, but <laughs> Damn, the news uh, keeps coming. Uh,
0: next week is gonna it's be a busy. huge guest week for us. Yeah. Uh, so if you love our guests and our awesome interview skills, apparently that just come out of thin air. Uh, Fantastic interview. Next girls. week is going to be a good ne- uh, guest week. We got uh, Chris Peters on Monday to Chris talk Peters, some NHL talk draft. draft
3: time. Tuesday we're
0: going to continue the draft. We're going to have uh, Chicago Steel general manager sitting in studio, yep. and I, uh, shame on me for forgetting his name, but we'll we'll definitely know it by next Tuesday. Uh, we're going to have him in studio to talk about some uh, Mike Gorman. Mike, that's that's the guy. Uh, we'll have him here talking some more NHL talking prospects. Drafts,
3: Chicago Steel prospects. Yep. There's definitely one to uh, keep an keep eye, an on, eye on, on for next coming
0: season for sure. Wednesday, we'll have Evan Moore in studio to talk about his more of that uh, hockey culture. You know, it's not going to be the most... Uh, Pleasant conversation we're going to have here, but it's a well it's needed, an important one. Yeah, yeah, so it might be a little uncomfortable, but it's time to get uncomfortable. It's okay. And then next Thursday, Ben Pope, I believe. So Ben Pope will be joining the show, uh, I yes. believe. Uh, yes. So Thursday. that's a huge week. We got to we got to nail somebody down for Friday to make it a full week. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, if there's any former Blackhawks listening, slide in our DMs. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you in on that Friday show.
3: Yeah, Calvin Dahan doesn't he? The only one sliding. In
0: yeah, it. I got to
2: follow up on that. I got to get to our guys we'll make here and make that happen. Let's go. Let's get Cal on. Lots of good we'll stuff coming up, though.
0: And then yeah.
2: our draft coverage, we don't want to reveal
0: too much, but uh, it's going to be good. There's it's nowhere be, else you need to be yeah, draft no. night than here. Seriously, nobody in this city, nobody outside of the NHL itself is going to cover the NHL draft like we're going to do here. So if you're a big draft person, these next couple weeks
2: are for you. So tune in every day. July 7th and 8th going to be good. All right, Greg, last night you went out to uh, Rosemont to watch the uh, Wolves the Mount of Roses, and yes. uh, Springfield in Game 1 of the Calder Cup Finals. And uh, kind of didn't really go the Wolves' way last night. You want to recap it for yeah, us? I it, know, also go to LCHGO.com to read Greg's recap. It's available there right now, and it's great. I read it last night. So, yeah, paint a picture for us, my friend.
0: It was uh, quite the game. Entertaining, very evenly matched squads here. These two teams, as I wrote in the preview, are built very similar. The Wolves have always... Said, yeah, sure, we'll develop your prospects, but we want to win a Calder Cup every year, so we're going to bring in these AHL veterans, NHL veterans, and they've got a roster full of that, but you look at the Springfield Thunderbirds, and they got that same type of roster, I mean, they've got James Neal, that James Neal is playing in the Calder Cup final in mm-hmm. Rosemont, you can come check him out tonight in game two. Uh, get some tickets. It's going to be a great game. But this game started off usually in a playoff series, a seven-game series. That first period of game one is kind of like nobody wants to make a mistake. Let's see what these other guys got. Nope. Opening draw, up and down the ice, back and forth chances. Wolves had a 2-1. to one, uh, uh, We're down 2-1, to one, scored two goals in 17 seconds. That's a big thing for hmm. Chicago hockey teams. We've heard that before. Uh, they go up 3-2. They go up 4-2 in the opening minute of the – Third period, but quickly give that goal back in the following shift. Allow a goal with less than two minutes to play to tie the game. And then uh, Springfield's third straight goal from a defenseman, a young defenseman named Matthew Kessel. No relation to Phil Irmanda. I looked it up. Uh, he scored his first professional goal about five minutes in the overtime to win the game. Springfield steals game one, a game they were down two goals yeah. on the road in the third period against one of the best teams, well, the best regular season AHL team. Uh, and they, they steal that first game. So this is a series that's probably going to go to distance. If you can't go to game two tonight, game six and seven. We'll be back in Chicago, Rosemont. If necessary. Uh, if nece- I think at least game six will be necessary. <laughs> if not both of those, and that's a week from Wednesday uh, tomorrow and Wednesday. So maybe jump on those tickets ahead of time. I think those games will be played. Uh talk to head coach Ryan Worsovsky after the game. And he said that start kind of surprised him a little bit. He said the same thing. Like we kind of thought maybe we'd tiptoe through that first period and boom, it was like yeah. back and forth. Here we go. And uh he says they got it. It's more. Uh, and Wolves captain Andrew Podorowski said it's more of the Wolves having to play their own game than what Springfield is doing. So they're a confident bunch. Um, they've got goal. T- both teams have really good goaltending. Both teams have veteran players. Have some nice young players. It's going to be a really good series. So if if you're uh, looking for something to do on this Monday night, I would recommend heading out to the Allstate Arena and checking out you know championship final series. The two best teams Go in the AHL it. going head-to-head. It was a really good game. Even as a f- if, if I was just watching that game as a fan, I would have had a great time because it was a really good game.
2: Yeah, if going to the game's not an option, AHL TV, uh, you, I think you can buy just a series at this I point. Th- I think there's yeah, probably a discounted point, price. at this you can
3: probably just get the rest of the games for a couple bucks. Yeah,
2: so uh, jump on that. It's always good hockey. And we like to support our friends at the Wolves because they've been good for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I saw a bus ad that said, some teams rebuild, we rewin." A rewin, I think it said Rewin, something like that. Mm.
0: Repeat. I could probably
3: do better,
2: but that's fine. But we <laughs> get that's the double. message. Yes. That's
3: all part of Lawrence's, you know, mo. He's got graphics, buildings, and the slogan creation. It's
2: yeah, Jack I like it. I, it was a nice little shot at the Hawks. They they were always good at that back in the day. Mm. Yeah, they come see winning hockey in Chicago. Some, when
0: we talked about it a little bit, when, when the Wolves and the Ice Hogs played each other, there's some pettiness between those two franchises. Like the the Wolves refuse. To, to call it the BMO Harris Center in their little media guides, they still yeah. call it the Metro Center. Uh, the, the Wolves always make sure, or the Ice Hogs always make sure in pregame introductions. Here are the Chicago Wolves from Rosemont. Like <laughs> so, like there's there's some there's some pettiness between the two organizations, which is which is fun. That's good. That's I good mean, stuff.
2: I remember going to see the Wolves win a Game Seven Calder Cup Finals in like 1990 something or other. 98 Wendell mm, Young, I believe, Steve Malte.
0: That might have even been the IHL still. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Turner Cup finals.
2: It, you know, what I it, think uh, it, yeah. it was the yeah. Turner
0: Cup. That's a good call because they won their first title like within two or three years of yeah. existence. And um, I was there, yeah, at you the know. Rosemont Horizon or whatever. They, they started it was that called. tradition earlier. That first team, that first Wolves team, I still have an autographed hat. The Entire inaugural team, and do you, you had they had both Brian Noonan and Al Secord and on I, that, inor- on that I inaugural believe team, Rob Brown, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that sounds right. Was he like was, scoring. I don't know if he was on that first team, but he definitely played there. Yeah, they had Chelios, Chelios played Birch, for Wash either. Uh, you know, Sopal played there, yeah, Yep. Ray LeBlanc played gold yep. for them for there's a blast from the past. There you go. <laughs> Olympian Ray LeBlanc. Nice. Alright,
2: shall we empty our bursting sacks? <laughs> well now <God>. of male. <laughs>
0: Yikes. What did you guys think I meant? That's our guys bursting male sacks.
2: That is immature from you two. <laughs> I expect more. Oh well, there we go. Now that see Patrick now we're talking about the gravity the creation. There we go. <laughs> oh Lord uh. and Lord. <laughs> all right, I want to mail address a uh, the first question. <laughs> I want so you answer. to take
0: credit for this one. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to give this one to Joey. This is all Joey. <laughs> Joey's our uh, Photoshop wizard.
3: Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. It is. It is Patrick Kane in a postal man's outfit, uh, delivering the mail to a CHGO Blackhawks mailbox. It's pa-
2: Patrick McFeely. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's beautiful. All right. So uh, the first mailbag question I want to get to is actually in the chat from Surfing Duck DB. I don't know. Yeah. I'm making the best out of it. Just to address it, is there anything to the rumor that Keith, that Duncan Keith could retire? The idea was being floated a couple days ago, but it didn't seem to be substantiated, only bringing it up because it would have saddled the Hawks with a $5.5 million recapture penalty next year and $2 million the year after. Uh, that, from what I understand, as of last week, is on the table. Uh, Duncan Keith is taking the next few weeks to kind of consider his future. He's got one year left on his contract. Um, they like him in Edmonton. They want him in Edmonton. Um, but also would understand if he's done playing. Um, Yes, the Hawks would be hit with those penalties, which it's really stupid.
3: I mean, (laughs) they they traded
2: the contract.
3: Contract. It is because it's one of the old contracts. I know, but it's
2: still, like, if a team agrees to take on the whole thing, then the Hawks should be wiped clean of it. Right? It's it's stupid. Regardless, uh, yes, like five years ago, I'd be really, really worried about that. I'm not super concerned about cap penalties next year or the year after. No. Um, I think they've got the money to handle it and it would suck and it's a really dumb rule that should go away. Um, but yeah, I do think that is uh that is certainly a possibility. Um if it's, I know Duncan Keith though, I think he's gonna take a couple of weeks and say, Yeah, let's give it one more run.
3: Yeah, I, I when when this came up last week, I, I had the same sentiment. I was just like Duncan Keith doesn't seem like someone who who would walk away when he feels like he could still probably play. And I'm sure he does think he could still probably, you yeah. know, be in this league. I mean, it, it was evident he was, you know, an, uh, a key piece to the to the Oilers' defensive core through the postseason. And, um, you know, he's, he's definitely not the Smythe winning Duncan Keith anymore, but he's still, you know, a guy who can put in a ton of minutes at, at his age uh, and be effective. I think the problem – with the lasting image of him with the Blackhawks was that he was overplayed in the lineup. He was, he was not a number one anymore. And you know, he, he, he did have some, some, some difficulties in Edmonton, but it was, he he was definitely able to be a bit more effective with a minutes reduction. Um, I don't know if that's something Edmonton still wants to do. I don't really know what direction they would want to go having just, you know, been swept out of the Western conference final, but, uh, Yeah, I think if Duncan Keith wants to keep playing, there will be a team that would take him.
2: So Duncan Keith this year for Edmonton averaged nineteen forty four of ice time with the Hawks last season twenty-three twenty-five.
3: That's the first time in his career he's under twenty minutes in the NHL, right? That is correct. Yeah. Yep. So that's a completely different role. I agree that I don't
0: Duncan Keith is the, the super competitive guy. Probably won't hang out, but if he does, I think there could be some sort of gentleman agreement where it's like, oh, this knee that it has been bugging me for 12 years, I'm finally going to have <laughs> surgery on it and then they can LTIR him and then he retires. But, but Gary Bettman retire. says
3: there's no loopholes in LTI. No. No. no, there's not. That's
0: why Brent Seabrook is a healthy scratch. Might win a Stanley Cup. Might get his fourth Stanley Cup. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, that's why we have. Arizona Coyotes, Legends, Pavel Datsuk, Marion Hossa, Chris Pronger, Dave yeah. Bolin. The list goes on and yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Coyotes could win a Stanley Cup with the guys who have been on LTIR. Their Mount yeah. Rushmore
2: is very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> so, just none alumni, of those guys they, ever played. They finally
0: get an outdoor game, their alumni <laughs> <laughs> team is going to yeah. be dominant. <laughs> yeah, yeah really absolutely. Good. Take that blues. By the way,
2: the LTIR thing, according to Elliot Friedman last week, that is absolutely the plan for Mike Smith. Is, is he is not going to be their goalie next year? As he shouldn't be. So okay. he shouldn't have been their goalie this well, year.
3: Well, and, and and Koskinen went to Europe, so they got yep. no one. Well, not no one, but I think is it Dustin Wolf Dustin, that's their.
0: Uh, no, Wolf is the uh, Flames guy. Skinner. Skinner, Skinner is Skinner. their young goalie, but I don't know if he's ready yet. I don't know if you want to put a rookie goalie as your guy. So you know, hey, Darcy Kemper could be. Yeah,
2: they'll RC find Emper somebody.
0: Maybe yeah. they finally get Marc-Andre Fleury.
2: Maybe they're the Peter Morazic <laughs> team. Who knows?
3: One postseason too late.
2: Got one here also in the chat from Chucko Mucco. Uh Why are the Hawks most likely letting Strom walk? Um, you know, That's a very good question. If
0: I can answer that, I'd be a GM.
2: It's, it's very curious to me, and I, uh, I mean, it's an asset. It is a person you have under contract. It's a restricted free agent. To let him go for nothing, I think, is a mistake. And um, I would like to know the justification for it. Um, sure, maybe he's not exactly the kind of player you're looking for. And maybe you don't think he's ever going to be more than what he is. But, I mean, you're just going to let that guy go for nothing? Well, I think... And Dominic Kubelik go for nothing? That's That, to me, is trouble. Well, they still could trade their rights. They're,
3: yes, so, both yeah. of them are RFAs. But you're they not going to get a lot. They could be... Rights could be traded. I wonder if if this if this talk of DeBrinkat is 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 real is something something really behind it if that is in the plans for Davidson to try and find a deal with a team that can warrant giving up uh, a a type of player like Alex DeBrinkat I wonder if they if they know that that's in the plans they probably know Strom might not be as effective without a guy like DeBrinkat um I, and I, I just, I, I don't know, I just kind of go back to the idea that like Kyle Davison really has no allegiance to anybody. And he pretty much seems like he's putting his fingerprints all over what the right. team is he's going erasing, to
0: be. He's erasing the he who should not be named
3: era. Absolutely, and, and he's, okay he's, he's just on cleanup duty right Maybe now. Maybe he
0: sees this roster and goes, "You know what? I really want Connor Bedard next year, and this roster's too good to get Connor Bedard. So how do I get Connor Bedard? Get rid of all of our best players." He
2: just he just can't out and say that. No, right? He can't just say we're taking like, everyone but away. But it's
0: starting to feel like that's what he sees. Where yeah. he sees a kid like that, or Mitch Koff, or Fantilli with the with the steal, and say, "I need one of those guys, and I can't get that guy with Alex DeBrinket and Dylan Strome on my first line."
2: I just think the concept of this guy wouldn't be as good if he didn't play with Kane. Well, no shit. You can say that about every <laughs> single <laughs> <that's> a, <laughs> player in the league. Seriously, that's everybody on the planet. Well, I don't know if Jaromir Jagr would have been as good without Mario Lemieux. I think I could at least get five okay. points in the NHL playing with, with Come like, Kane. What are we talking about here? Skate. Like, uh, Of course, you're going to put him with one of the best players of all time. He's going to be slightly better. Now, he was not good enough without him, and that is valid, but just like, I just think letting him go for nothing is a mistake. But what... Uh, Look, if if he thinks that, my fear is, okay, you tank, and you give yourself an eighteen percent chance at the number one overall pick. Eighteen percent is not one hundred. Last time I checked. Well, right. And then what? And yeah, I know it's a very loaded draft, and and you know you the guys you mentioned are great players too, but like it's there's no sure thing. And like Liam McHugh is saying. I like certainty over, uh, you know, what might happen. And and even if they do have the worst record in hockey, it does not guarantee them the first overall no. pick.
3: No, I don't. But but I don't think if you if you go into next season with Taze, Kane, Strom, Dubrincik, you, you're not. I don't think you're going to be bad enough to be one no. of the one of the worst three teams.
0: Right. I mean, eighteen percent chance of getting the first overall pick, or at least getting in that top three, is pretty solid. And I'd rather have one of those picks than pick. Ninth, 10th 11th. sure um, but is
2: dylan Strom gonna make that big of a difference
0: if alex to is there sure i think i think because
3: i think in the rebuild you really have the, the team the way that bowman constructed it i'll put 50 cents in the jar um <laughs> you only said one name <laughs> the way that it was constructed sorry <laughs> it's <laughs> you 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 can't just take one or two players out and be like all right rebuild like there's too many pieces that were supposed to quote unquote be a contending team. And I think if you're going to rebuild, if you're going to say, look, we're, we're, we're going with a a different roster construction, a different lineup construction, we're retooling the, the prospect system. You can't really do it with, and you got guys that would have to waive no, no trade clauses. That's, that's a hurdle that can be hurdled. I don't know why people think it's binding, but you have to have, those, guy, those guys would have to move, like a, a Tay is a Kane. Um, but you have players that could bring back a lot of talent, a lot of future talent in, in Alex DeBrinkett and potentially Dylan Strom. Um, but I just, don't, I just don't think that you can look at a rebuild and say, oh, but we're, we're hanging on to Dylan Strom. We're hanging on to Alex right. DeBrincat, We're going to be competitive enough. I, I don't think you have to be competitive enough. I think you have to be – this first season – of, of the rebuild if you're gonna be bad you really got to be bad and you got to rip the band-aid off because the, the longer you stretch out this process the longer you're kind of falling into The the, the path that the previous regime kind of had where it was like we're gonna hang around just enough to sell some tickets yeah. but also we're not gonna be bad enough to completely re- revamp everything and they're, they're in a position where they don't have prospects that are coming up that you can point at. They're like, there's the future. There's the future. They don't really
2: have anything. You're 100% correct, and I agree with you. My The, the only thing about the Strom thing that bugs me is he's just going to be gone, and there's going to be n- probably nothing to show for him, aside from maybe, maybe, maybe a late-round pick.
3: Yeah, I I, won- I wonder if they – do some sort of like they had with Seth Jones, where it was the deal was signed and they traded him like a sign and trade. I wonder if that's on the table potentially with the team, Maybe. but I don't know if, yeah, well, the you key- can't you're not going to get maximum value by just trading his rights. That's okay. that's the, valid.
0: The key to the term rebuild in order to rebuild something, you got to tear it down first, yeah, just plugging in holes while keeping the brinket and strome and. Taves and Kane and all these guys. Well, we could keep this guy. That's not a rebuild. That's mm. well, let's plug some holes. Let's put that's Band-Aid what got Angel. us here. Yeah, exactly. So you can't rebuild at something until you tear it down. So I certainly start starting to feel like Davidson's is like, you know, he wants to put his spray paint his name on the office to <laughs> say this is my team. Really? And the best way to do it is this summer, just this is me. And, you know. He don't. He doesn't. He does not come off to me as a guy that cares what public opinion really is. Or if should people, he? If people are going to get mad, people were ready to riot the Brandon Hagel trade, but now as time has passed, it's looking. You know, it, it's a great trade. You
3: understand it a lot better. Yeah,
0: and yeah. and so and you know Tampa might not even does at this point Tampa doesn't even look like they're going to get that Stanley Cup they were hoping to get with Brandon Hagel. So that makes it you know kind of a yeah. little better. So. I think he is just going to say, I was brought in here to make this team good, and I'm going to do it my way. And if that means you're part of the past, you're part of the past. We're moving on. Mm -hmm. And I'm all for it. Like, holding on to this guy that might be good, but we've seen for four years. At some point, you just got to cut bait and say, you know what, here we are starting fresh, starting fresh. Clean off that dry erase board and start filling it in.
3: I mean, there's there's a lot of rolling the dice in a deal like a like an Alex Debrinket deal. Absolutely. But you um,
0: but you know what? Trying to play it safe and trying to contend for a playoff every year hasn't worked.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And rebuilds are gambles. Yeah. And rebuilds are risky. But every single general manager that's got his name on a Stanley Cup did it by taking risks, by not going the safe way, by mm-hmm. making the big trade, by over overreaching at a guy that you had faith in that turned out to be a superstar you can't win Stanley cups by playing safe ask kyle dubas
3: i think the 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 biggest thing for me in wrapping my head around the rebuild was just thinking like okay it's a new it's a it's a new thought process with the team because we've had the same one for 12 years 12 13 years um and in the last few seasons it was getting us nowhere so you know, getting the organization nowhere. So I think having Davidson come in and, and and look at it with a completely different mindset, I can get on I can get on board with that, knowing that it's going to be a different way that the team can be handled and a roster can be built and you know scouting can be done and different things like that. Um, I I think that's what I'm looking forward to. And if it turfs out and this and the Blackhawks suck for 15 years, hey, that I mean, suck. that's that's pro gotta sports. Take, you gotta shoot your shot. That would suck. That would suck. Yes.
0: And you know what doesn't suck, though? Starting your day with Strava Craft Coffee. Because that is the best way to start your day. Because it is a game changer, and it helps you gain a competitive edge. And it's also helped thousands of people, including everybody sitting here, improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad spectrum CBD and the CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry but it does give you some real benefits that you could use such as feeling more alert and focused without the jitters you can live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains and who doesn't want that plus including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful night's sleep so you wake up feeling like you could take on the world and brew another pot of strava the best part is strava is all about quality everything is small batch it's fresh and it's shipped directly to your door you don't even have to leave your house on a hundred degree day to get yourself some strava that is a real benefit it also offers concentrated full spectrum cbd for those looking for a more traditional cbd format with a powerful entourage and a full effect of benefits and the best part is CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire order by using the promo code CHGO25 at checkout. That's 25% off your purchase at StravaCraftCoffee.com, S-T-R-A-V-A, CraftCoffee.com, when you use that promo code CHGO25. And if you're already a big fan of Strava, you should be joining the Strava Coffee Club where you can subscribe and save you order all your favorite coffees—they got a m- bunch of different flavors and a, a wide variety of uh, CBD concentration. Depending on what you're looking for, you can get it in whole bean, ground, K cups. Doesn't matter—they got it for you. You tell them what you want, you tell them when they w- when you want it and where you want it sent to, and they take care of the rest. It doesn't get any easier. Check out our friends at Strava Craft Coffee.
2: Uh, got an email here from Hank. If you want to email us, Blackhawks at AllChgo.com. Has there been any buzz about Kane being moved, and what would a potential return look like? Um, we discussed that a few times. Uh, it would, he would have to approve any sort of trade. It's also safe to assume the Hawks would probably have to eat half the contract mm-hmm. to make a trade, uh, you know, palatable for a, a team looking to take him on because it's going to be a contender, and there no one's got ten and a half million in cap space if they're a contender. So you can get him down to that five plus. It's a lot more palatable. Um, but I think if you're trading Patrick Kane, you're getting at least a first, at least several prospects. Mm-hmm. It would be a it would similar be similar to
3: DeBrincat. I would I would say in return because you're taking half of his salary back, right?
2: And yeah. you're and some team is going to get Patrick Kane at a huge discount, and it's not going to be Buffalo, right? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Let's, um. Let's another one on. here from Will. He says the recent video of Connor McDavid walking drunk down the street. Kind of reminded me of Patrick Kane's early career struggles off the ice. Do, do you think Kane should or did reach out to McDavid for uh, to offer some advice? Nope. Um, no, I, <laughs> I don't think know, he did and I, probably yeah, shouldn't. I don't think that we need to, like, these are human. Connor McDavid's allowed to go out and get drunk. Yeah. Like, the dude just went through a long playoff series. He's carried his team on his back for years. Like, let the dude blow off some steam without it becoming an international incident he didn't do anything wrong, as far as we know, at this point. So, no, nah, let him go. Why not? He's walking. He didn't get into a car and drive away. You know what I mean? He's just, he's out drinking. He's It's summer. He's go a, nuts, man. He's a Live your his, life.
0: He's a guy in his young 20s going out and having a good time after a long day of work. Oh, no. Yep. Go for uh, it. And, you know, yes, he has seemed to have made strides, but I don't think Patrick Kane is the guy you need to be taking life lessons from. I mean... Yeah, he maybe could tell you, hey, he's, like, he's like,
3: maybe matured a little bit maybe, now, but, but yeah,
0: you know, it's not his business anyway. Like it's, I, that whole thing was blown out of proportion because that's what happens when everybody has a video camera in their pocket these days. Connor
2: McDavid's way too serious. He's he's serious and he's boring. Yeah, and then he goes has. How fun. dare Connor McDavid yeah. go have fun? Yeah, so you yeah. can't
0: can't you can't win for losing. So, you know, whatever.
2: Uh, I right, this one comes from Gregory on Twitter. If we trade Brinkett for the second overall pick, plus who are the Hawks drafting, Slefkowski or Logan Cooley? I'm going for Cooley because he has a better name. Cooley.
3: Yeah, I would go for Logan Cooley as well. But, I mean, it's interesting. Shane, we were talking about this earlier. Shane Wright may be available at number two. It's not a slam dunk. But, I don't know. I have a hard time thinking the Canadians don't take him and make him their next poster boy.
0: Who's the best player that speaks French? That's that's where we would know who would be available.
3: Cool. Out of those three, probably Shane Wright. Uh, Shane Wright speak French. I I
0: love Slabkowski. He's 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 a great player. He's proven that he could play with men. You know he's been really good in in the Slovakian professional league. Yes, it's not the NHL. It's not even the AHL. But when you're a teenager and you can go to the Olympics and score goals and be one of the best players in the tournament against guys who have been playing the game professionally for over a decade, you're a special talent. Uh, he's got size. I love Logan Cooley too. Those are, bo- I, listen, you can't go wrong with either one of those guys, but slap the guy I would take. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think he's a, he's got that mix of old school, new school type of player. He's got the speed. He's got the skill, but he's also got that size, you know, and that rare combination of size and speed is so key to this, uh, era of hockey. And he can bring you both. That's Have him the- and doc
2: play together for the next 10 years. If doc pans out, Sure, I mean who's going to center him? Damn. <laughs> Lucas right. ice cold, maybe. I will. <laughs> you got it. Just there you yeah. go. The, just go stand in front. Just,
0: I'm going to throw it at net. One of you two big guys, knock it home.
2: There you go. <laughs> All right, we got one more. This one's very, very serious. Uh, Furious George on Twitter: How late is too late to mow the lawn, <laughs> and what's too early? I've been thinking about this question since I saw it, and I think I've agreed. If we're talking a weekday, eight to eight eight to eight is your window to cut weekends nine to nine. Okay. Let people sleep in a little bit, but you're allowed to, you're allowed to cut a little bit later in the evening. So
3: this was, this was me on, I think it was Friday night, maybe Thursday night. Can't remember. I believe it was a weekday night. It was about 10 to nine and my neighbor was cutting their, cutting their lawn. And my daughter's bedtime is between seven and seven 30. She's eight months old today. Um, yeah. If you're mowing your lawn outside her window at uh, eight forty-five and she wakes up, I, uh, I I may have some words for you uh,
2: across the street there. I think there should be some um, neighborly knowledge as well, like oh they have a newborn, mm-hmm. let's cut the lawn a little earlier if we can. Yeah, you know, like yeah, I, I think that neighbors should so. have that sort of consideration. But I think that whole thing has just gone completely out the window societally. <laughs> you actually
0: have to actually talk to your neighbors right. to learn. People have
2: to like, oh, I have to like think about someone other than me for a minute. No, nah, I'm not yeah. interested in that. Tough to I, do I don't have
0: an opinion on the mowing the lawn question because my neighbor owns a wonderful la- landscaping company. And I just send him a check across the street every <laughs> month for him to do it for me. So oh, it, gets, it gets mowed whenever he shows up.
2: That's great.
3: I I, I would say nine to seven is my is my window of acceptance right now. Okay. Obviously that'll that, that'll change when she can uh, sleep through the night a little bit more easily. Yeah, as she I, w- grows I up. would
2: be I would be hesitant to cut as early as 8 just because for the same like a lot of people are still sleeping, but like if you're in a jam, I think it's like it's borderline acceptable. Yeah. Like in a jam, the 8 yeah, the rain's, rain's coming. You just got to get it done. Right. Yeah, and work.
3: obviously not, not everyone is you, gotta, you're you know sucking. continuing to work from home or on flexible schedules and stuff. So I get it. You get home. It's already 6 o'clock. You got to have dinner. Uh, the lawn's got to get cut before tomorrow for some reason. I get it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was, I don't know. I <laughs> is, <it> is <laughs> was just angry tweeting, I guess.
2: As someone who went through having a small child that was not the best sleeper, a baby, if you will, uh, I get it. Yeah. But you know, Chuckamoko says get a white noise machine. I assume you have one of those. Do you? Do my, you have one of those? Just Mario. start just run a lawnmower in her room. Just we have, start we have one. Have up. The,
3: we have the white noise machine and that covers a lot of was, a lot of ambient sound. But um yeah, this is this lawnmower was, was going pretty hard yeah. at, at ten to nine. My my that's o- too late.
0: My only uh lawnmower issue is my other neighbor um they must know when we record our remote shows on Thursdays. <laughs> we're separated by a driveway, but there's a small patch of grass between the house and the driveway that is technically theirs. And then I record in the basement and there's a window right there. And it seems that like as soon as we go live for our throwback Thursday remote shows, somebody's right outside that window with their little weed whacker. It's if like you ever, really? if
3: you ever hear it on the podcast. Yeah, that's what it is. That's, that's it. what it's coming
2: from. Hey, that's the fun of live. All right, let's wrap this up. It was a great show. Thanks to Liam McHugh for joining us. Remember, tomorrow is Top Shelf Tuesday. Most hated players edition. Tomorrow's going to be fun. (laughs) Put on your hatred hat and join us. In memory of Corey Perry kneeling on people's ankles. What a put! I forgot how much I hated that guy. Uh, Thanks for reminding me, Corey. Appreciate that. So your most hated players, bring it tomorrow. Can't wait to hear from you. We'll talk to you live from our West Loop Studios at 11 Thanks to Lawrence for joining us. A reminder: we're presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you get to get two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars at PointsBet. We'll talk to you on Tuesday at eleven a.m.